All right, guys, welcome to the Johnny Taco Show. Today, I want to address the elephant in the room, and the elephant is mental health. And today, we speak with Matt Davis about that subject in his book, and we'll talk more about him later on in the show. Uh, today, we're also debuting Hand Barks for God's new single, Impossible to Fail. And you know we got to have that Bible break. All this and some more on today's Johnny Taco Show. My my fans of two people, calm down, calm down. Welcome to the Johnny Taco Show. You know who I am. I am the Taco Man. And guess who I have co-hosting today? It's not none other than the royal filthiness Filthy. himself. <laughs> Filthy rich. Filthy rich. Filthy, Filthy rich. rich. Hey, Johnny Tacos. Taco cast. What's up? Hey, I'm just chilling like a villain on the ceiling. You might think of me as Spider-Man, but I'm not. I just super glued myself on the ceiling. Which, <laughs> I feel like it's the Homer Simpson spider pig more than anything. Oh, oh, is it because I'm fluffy? Is it because of Yeah, it's because you're fluffy. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, how's your week going by? Oh, excellent. I've had uh, like 10 amazing things happen today. I wrote them all down because I was excited. And um, that, <laughs> it, and then it ended with, you know, talking to my wife. My wife once, she actually set aside a special time for us to go on like a special date for Valentine's. That was exciting. Um, I had, I had a friend who's a stand-up reach out to me, ask if he could workshop a joke that I wrote. Um, oh, and the, the people that fly the drones over my house, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I sent him a note cause I was, I was irritated and they, they offered me a job after I was very specific in the note about some particular details of their, of their programming that I was concerned about. And, uh, my mailman picked up a rare stuffed animal this uh, afternoon that I'm sending to an autistic child in Nevada. And I'm so excited because I saw an article about this mom who's looking everywhere for this particular rare stuffed animal that we just happen to have. So had a few other things, but, but those are probably the top four on the 10 list. You know, the humanitarian, as Filthy Rich is, to be graceful to... Uh, <laughs> have his presence here on the show you know I, I can't say that i had that many that i had to actually write down and for me i write in german and for for some reason i cannot read in german so anything i write down in notes um, i'm pretty um it, it, it's pretty um it's like it's like talking to a translator and it, it's all mixed matched you know i'm in coherent. My 
<laughs> my son walked in and said, why are you searching for uh, ways to show German language swearing uh, using uh, <laughs> using like apostrophes and number signs and dollar signs? And I found out there's an actual word for that because I, I didn't want to say any uh, anything uh, too bad. But I needed to show that my great grandmother used to say uh, bad words in German to my uh, to my to my uh, father-in-law. And I didn't know how else to do it. Yeah, a couple of exclamation points and some uh, question marks, <laughs> hashtags, you know, there stuff are, like that. Old comic book stuff. Yeah, the comic book thing. And there's apparently there's four characters in German. I, I think four that are not in English, but uh, you you throw the four of them on a page, it doesn't look like comic book swearing. So I'm I'm working on that slowly but surely. Well, hopefully you don't like. Uh offend somebody but in the characters in the wrong you put them in the wrong one <laughs> you told them you told them to eat excrement <laughs> i don't know it's so uh, getting back to like the way that my the great grandmother my wife's great grandmother would have sworn in german you know i guess like a hundred years ago is is probably pretty uh pretty tame by today's standards but it's been a lot of fun to try to uh vis to try to create a visualization of her swearing at my uh father-in-law so yeah it's like you're going into the wayne's world <laughs> It's exactly like that. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of Valentine's Day, uh, what kind of what what special do you do for your wife on Valentine's Day? Since we're we're getting into the day of love, ooh la la. Johnny Tuckers, I'm glad you asked because I sent my wife yesterday a, a meme I saw that said it said when you when you know that Valentine's Day is on Taco Tuesday. And it was a bunch of tacos in the shape of a heart. And it was so exciting for me because I like tacos. She likes tacos. We like love. Okay. You know, we've been married for 20 years. So you, you know, we were, uh, we're, we're on, on love's side. We feel it, it comes from our creator and we have the opportunity to give it away to each other and to those around us. But uh, tacos, to me, are my love language. And, uh, well, and honestly, that's why, that's why we're buddies, Johnny Tacos. <laughs> well, uh, well, me, I, I'm, well, I can see you're a hopeless romantic. I'm a hopeless romantic. Uh, what I've been doing, and, and she is the only person that I've ever done this, is I would set, set aside seven days before Valentine's and get her little little presents each day and today is the one two three yeah i had a count uh, uh, you know yeah uh the third day of valentine so i started off you know i started off hot Shroom. i got her two uh plants of uh flowers i didn't know what they were until she told me what they were i just thought ooh, pretty flowers girl like pretty flower and and i put oh, it right that's there beautiful and then I had a, uh, uh, what is that, uh, Lady and the Tramp? They have a card. Hallmark has a 3D card that you, you push okay. in, and it just it, it opens up, and it looks like a, 
is, is that scene, the spaghetti scene. You know, everybody knows the spaghetti scene on Lady and the Tramp. And if you don't know what the, the spaghetti it's a, it's a wiener dog and a schnauzer, I think, right? Or No, I'm totally, those are the wrong dogs, but yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they're dogs. So we'll just, they're dogs. They're dogs. Everybody's happy about dogs. But anyways, it's a 3D thing, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And I was like, you know what? That's the awesome centerpiece to this awesome present. And I put it over there, and, and she's like, oh, I'm 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 expecting fireworks and stuff like that. But she's been having a bad day. She's been real sick. So uh but what I do is I do each other day I'll I'll throw in some candy and a card that says, you know, I love you, you're my best friend. Uh you deal with my my stuff and I appreciate it and you haven't kicked me out, so I'm extra appreciative of your day. And then uh today I bought her uh, a balloon, a, a small balloon, about a five foot balloon. It, it you know, it fit real nicely, <laughs> and it felt real nice in, in her salon, uh, in her little. I guess they're called studios, salon places where they sure. like, studios, yeah. And um, I was trying to push it in there. It, it, it looked like a little a dog with a stick trying to put, grab a stick and try to go inside from outside. I was like trying in different positions trying to pull that that balloon in there but uh i've put but the balloons it it was it to me i want to show my wife how much i love her uh, and that she's more than just my wife she's my best friend she's my go-to person when i'm down and all that stuff so you know that right there it it just shows you know how much you love and and that's what they look forward to on valentine's day you know, do you do that? Um, you show you show her some. I saw some poetry. Yeah, I saw some poetry on on uh, Instagram the other day that you wrote. Very crafty, young man. <laughs> I wrote that. that poetry was from uh, from Chad GPT. It's a it's artificial intelligence poetry. The, but I wrote it using a font that I made with my handwriting so that it would be special. And the title of the font the title of the poem was nothing none of this is real except you and so the the love was implied the language of the poem was actually created by the by the artificial intelligence but the concept was part of a bigger piece just saying that the handwriting is not real the poetry is not real but you are and you said like the best friend thing that really hit home with me because my my wife has been my best friend for a long time before we were married she was my best friend and it's uh it's it's a it's kind of a transition that you make when you go from being uh it, it, out of a relationship to in a relationship and married and uh, i do though feel like from it's a bouncing soul song from 1999 where they said uh i'm a hopeless romantic and you're just hopeless and that's uh <laughs> that that better describes my relationship with the wife these days <laughs> than anything but uh she's not hopeless she's in fact spectacular and uh but you know it, there's room for frustration occasionally yeah and i think i think the more that you show how much you love someone um 
it, it does get into heated moments and that's that's with love and that's with anger and all that and i'm not saying go slap your significant other around that's not love <laughs> uh, i'm no. saying like are like debates like arguments like the toilet paper yeah. thing which way how does it hang in the front or, or in the back and that was a debacle one time in our first uh times living together it was the toilet paper roll so and then finally i just you know what i'm just going to keep it the, the wrong her wrong way for the rest of the time so every now and then just show her hey wow. i miss you and i love you i put it wrong uh see i that's quite a sacrifice that you made because we ended up just uh taking one of the bathrooms and making it mine one of the bathrooms making it hers and calling it a day and i honestly don't know how she does the toilet paper because we've never had you know we haven't had the chance to argue with it about it since our first one bedroom one bath apartment uh when we first got married so it's it's exciting uh to have a place to to put but i'm an over over guy i like i like the toilet paper to go over the roll and i i there's really no room for uh dissent on my opinion about toilet paper so i i appreciate your sacrifice see it should be on top because it's easier to grab if you don't then you'll try to grab it and then what happens you hit the roll and it moves it up and it's like it teases you try to grab that, that paper <laughs> it teases you. well i so. feel like you have to touch it you have to touch the part that you're not gonna use in order to get the part you're going to use if it's under and i would rather touch the part i'm going to use and then use it instead of leaving behind parts that i've touched that i have not used and you know when you were talking about compromise you know y'all just had two separate bathrooms i kind of wish i had yeah. my own bathroom because i want a shower curtain of the walking dead and then i want i want to like a little um one of those carpet things that you step out and it and it touches it looks like it's like bloody footprints when you're when you walk on there with wet feet and she goes that's, yeah. that's not very that that's not gonna work we have a blair witch uh curtain a blair witch shower curtain in our son's room and uh, it it's not intended that way, but somebody has had uh, co-opted the uh, Blair Witch font and made a nice alphabet out of it, and it is creepy as all get out at night when the when the shower light shines through the Blair Witch creepy font onto the floor. So, no creepy showers, all right. Like I thought they called that off with the uh, with with the Hitchcock film back in the day. No, uh, I think Scream had a couple of uh, couple of sequels with uh, shower scenes. You know, uh, you know the shower scene is always the go-to scary part because you're like, "Well, I'll take a shower," and then a ghost comes over there and gives you a sponge bath, and you're like, "Thank you, honey. You're That's welcome." <laughs> and then, then your they wife gets, huh? There is things like maybe the best horror film of all time is is has has the consensus right now. Yeah. Well, because you <laughs> but know, it's, it's bad like... for a ghost. 
And then, then your wife gets mad because why did you say that ghost gave you a better back, <laughs> a better uh, sponge bath in the back? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. This is off the rails. I don't even know. I don't know. I'm just laughing at myself. If you if you can't laugh at yourself, then life is not worth it. Oh, it's so true. So true. You got that the humor. The humor is what makes the me being a hopeless romantic and her being hopeless work. It makes it work. And and the fact that we can laugh and that I I look into her eyes and shining back at me, I see joy uh is a, an extra special thing that i look forward to and especially on valentine's day so yeah well you see joy in her eyes but when i see my wife in my wife's eyes she looks for excuses to lock me up because i you know <laughs> i'm crazy i should be in the loony bin That's, i'm like are you still thinking about that no you know when when women lie they're they're Voices go a little higher. No, just avoid the uh, just avoid the creepy shower curtain thing, and I think you'll be all right. I want a creepy shower curtain thing now. I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna change one in the middle of the night, so when when she has to go to the bathroom late at night, and then she opens the door, and there's some kind of shadow monster looking thing on the on the curtain, and she was not aware of it and half sleep. Ah. That would be priceless. priceless. I think you should consider. You should probably just uh, flip the toilet paper to the opposite way that she likes it. Would probably have the same results about getting you put away. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I'm probably looking at a death sentence right there. So, <laughs> if you're gonna go out, go out in style. So. Okay. But with the shower curtain, you got. But speaking of Valentine's, what is the best thing to give to your Valentine's than a Johnny Taco shirt? And right now, oh, until Valentine's, when you buy one, you get one half off. So when you give your patrolled one, you're like, here, have the riches of all tacos. And they enjoy it and love it. You get to keep one for half off. So it's $30 for two T-shirts. Uh, go to Twisted Glitter, say, Valentine's 23, please. She'll be confused for a second because I probably forgot to tell her what that code was. But then once she gets it, she'll give you that. Buy one, get one for for half off. I almost said free. Then I would have had to honor that, and then I would have been out of money. Then my <laughs> wife would have really been mad at me. But, yeah, Val I Valentine's 23. <laughs> I do love my Johnny Tacos t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but back back to the we went to see a movie Tuesday uh, because Tuesdays are cheap days and we're we're getting old and we don't like to be around a lot of people. We went to go see the Left Behind Rise of the Anarchy or Anarchy Antichrist Anarchy. I'm thinking about why <laughs> don't we be Anarchy? All right. <laughs> But uh, Rise of the Antichrist. And it's Kevin Sorbo. You would think, Kevin Sorbo? Hercules, Kevin Sorbo? I'm like, yeah, Hercules, Kevin Sorbo. And he oh, produced it and directed it and all that stuff. I guess he got uh, I guess he got the okay from 
Mr. Jenkins, the one who actually wrote the book. But uh, but my wife didn't really like it because she said it didn't really go by the books. But I, I think they had to add it to make it more modern, technical-wise, because I'm pretty sure that you want it to feel like it's coming soon and not already happened because if they start answering uh, rotary phones, you'd be like, <laughs> kids would be like, what is that? And now yeah. this, is, this is the role as formerly played by Kirk Cameron as formerly played by the Nicholas cage. Right. The and Nicolas now played cage. by, I'm glad you said and now, played by, <laughs> and then now played by Kevin Sorbo. So, yeah. So you can see that, you know, none of them look similar. But actually, no, <laughs> but actually, Kevin Sorbo uh, is it, it a sequel to the Nick Cage Left Behind. Okay. It was a direct sequel. But, you know, I guess they couldn't afford the Nick Cage, um, you know, because he, he is kind of pricey, even though he's in like half of the movies every year. Um but but uh, Kevin Sorbo did a good job. Uh, he doesn't look as toned as he was, um, uh, you know, in his Hercules and Andromeda and Cole the Conqueror. Um, is, is is toned part of the left behind aura? The left the the concept of the character is, does that require a, a certain level of you know chiseled uh strength that you want to visualize with these main characters uh, and of course at, at one end of a spectrum you would have a kirk cameron and at the other end you would have a nick cage where does kevin sorbo fit on that spectrum well kevin sorbo grabbed the spectrum and threw it out the window <laughs> Uh, so he, we're not, he's not we can't afford Chuck Norris jokes, but we will do Kevin Sorbo. We'll do, yeah, we'll do Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> but no, this is the licensing. But uh, you know, he did a great job. Don't get me wrong. He did. He he played a great miss, uh, great steel. Uh, I forgot his first name. But I got. I was really interested in it because not only did they they try to keep it, they tried to keep the premise of the book. You know, nowadays, a lot of modern TV, they just get, like, the names of of characters and some plot simulation. But but just, like, the the touch of it. They, they were writing on the backbone, but they were adding, like, today's problems, such as, you know, COVID. They, they talked about COVID as, as a, a big issue of how the Antichrist had received money because he started buying up all the communication places he started with the newspapers and then he went into the radio then tv and then and then all the streaming platforms so he had his hand in everything and that's how he started making more money he, he doubled up his money during the during the covid and then he doubled up his money during the vanishing because they wanted to be because they didn't want to believe that it was the rapture they just think it's some kind of weird thing that half of the population disappeared uh some of them were so angry they didn't want to handle it and some people were just um 
you know, non-believers at all. And they wanted to pick out other things like um, secret weapons or aliens or stuff like that. So it was pretty interesting to see how people would react to, um, to, to the rapture. But it, it didn't, it didn't start the seven years yet. Not at that time, because, you know, the antichrist had to, uh, portray himself as God. And then you got the seven years of hell on earth. Lisa, does, do you, does everyone does everyone disappear in all of the books, or or do they come back and disappear again, or do they start existing and then, or how does that work? Well, it, it's it's like it it disappeared. They hear the sound, the trumpets, when God tells hmm. the archangel hit hear the trumpets, and then uh, you know they disappear. It's like a puff and what was really cool is that they that jesus would get the dead first and then they would get the the living and then he would get the the living believers you know unfortunately there were still millions of people still left on the earth that were you know not a believer or they they never repent so they were stuck on earth but what was really good about the movie is that I don't think they told on the book is that they had a character actually dig a hole into the grave to verify that the rapture started when she opened up uh, to look for her grandma in, in the coffin and, and there was nothing left but clothes and, and jewelry. Unreal. I was looking into the history of, uh, you know, accounts of, or, or, uh, future accounts, people guesstimating or, 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 you know, telling stories about, about the coming, the, the second coming. And I came across the 1844, 1831, the Millerites, which was the first American uh, movement to actually decide on a particular day and kind of double down on october the 22nd 1844 and uh it's it, you know that day it, we're almost to 200 years after that particular day i know they were fairly convinced then to the point where the, there there are uh denominations that have survived that movement of the millerites that continue to this day and they brought the beer that people drink now nowadays miller genuine draft <laughs> you know they, it, they it, found out i the, think it's the same i'm pretty sure it's the same guy <laughs> <laughs> well he found out that nobody really got vanished so uh he goes well i guess i'll what what i gotta do with this extra uh barley and hops and there it goes there's miller <laughs> It was he was sad he it said he was he after when when the day he had predicted the day years in advance and when the day came and went he uh he sat for two days or he laid there for two days it, it didn't move uh but he he was not under he, he wasn't in pain he was sick with disappointment he said and um and then I think that may have led to his later creation of one of the world's largest uh, <laughs> beer conglomerates. 
Uh, but jokes set aside, you know, people have been using math to figure out the days and all that. But I'm pretty sure that um, God does not use our math. Uh, not human math. Yeah, not human math. He uses God's math, you know. Um, so you can go and try to put numbers together, read all the numbers in the Bible, um, everything like that. And, um, you know, you still can't fathom the day that Jesus is actually going to come back. You know, he's going, they said, you know, in the Bible, it's like a thief in the night. He's not going to, you don't hear thieves coming up, knock on your door. Hey, tomorrow about 6 a.m. while you're at work, I'm going to come in and just, uh, take everything from you okay i'm just letting you know you know you you don't a thief doesn't give a warning uh when when it happens plus you know just to get a little deeper into it when it happens you know it, it it's it's a warning to get good with god it's it's to is to actually try to be a better person and try to live the way that God intended you to, to live and that God wants you to live with. And you can't do that without Jesus Christ. So, um, and yeah, um, that's what I think about all that. Yeah, no one knows. And in, in the Bible, as clear as it is about the warning signs of uh, the, the, the coming end, is also clear that no one knows. And for now... It is it. I I do see a way for it to be used as a tool uh, for love and uh, and and grace and evangelism, but primarily I see churches using it as a a profitable kind of fundraiser, if you will, and that's what makes me sad because I I don't think that it was intended to be given to us in this gift from God of his word uh, to be used or abused as uh, uh, basically as a fundraising tool or as a fear tactic. I, I believe that, that the Bible is God's love gift to us and, and his sacrifice was, was, uh, was a gift. And uh, looking at the, uh, the, the book of revelation specifically to promote fear amongst Christians and what they call in some circles, almost a, an anxiety or a phobia about the end times that Christians endure. And that that's what disappoints me about how some people seem to misinterpret what I see when I read revelation. Well, it's just like what Jesus said, test every spirit. You shouldn't go by everybody's merits. You should go with what's your own study and through the Bible and your own ways because a lot of the revelations, you're not going to get attacked by an eight-headed dragon coming out of the water. It, it's a metaphor for something else. You know, um, you're not going to... And what I was thinking is because in that movie... And we're getting close to, we're getting short on time, but I'm going to make this real quick. Um, in that movie, w instead of having the mark of the devil, you know, on your head, like like on the movie Omens and all that, where they had the 666 on your head, um, they used it as a currency. 
like digital currency. Everything is one currency. Everybody gets it. And if you're not for them, then you won't be able to get food or you won't be able to get anything else. It's a, it's a form of control. And, and I can see that actually happening in the future with the way technology is growing. But that's pretty much what I had to say about that. <clears throat> happy valentine's day johnny tacos <laughs> oh yeah we went all happy with valentine's and, and then we went to the doom and gloom let's get to the doom and gloom brother oh yeah uh but uh <laughs> you romantic but but the the lighter part of the story is you know love yourself love uh love your family love your friends uh because jesus wanted you to love Jesus wanted mm. wanted you to go out there and just just be this the creation that that was made to be there and to flourish and to just just be happy. And yeah, uh, God made in His image, and the Bible says that God is love. So you have that opportunity to also be love to someone else. All right. Well, hey, we're about to roll out. Thank you, Rich, for being on the show. We're going to go into Bible break with him. Barks for God. God bless you. God bless you, Rich. Happy uh, thank Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> happy Valentine's Day, brother. I'm Bible reading and believing in my Savior's bleeding. He shed his blood for us so that we may live. Least I can do is live righteous and I will freely give. Go the way to sins. Serve my fellow man, be humble, follow the word, cause God has got a plan, the best plan, eternal glory, my friend Jesus, Jesus my Jesus, my Messiah and King, Jesus Christ. My Yo fam, God bless, it's your boy Henbarks for God, here with today's Bible break. So today we're in Matthew 8, and again I am in the New King James Version. Now last time we discussed Jesus' Sermon on the Mountain or the Beatitudes as some may call it. So Matthew 8 starts with him coming down from the mountain. Verse 8, chapter 1. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Verse 5 Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak only a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. 
but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed at that same hour. Yes and amen. Jesus is telling us that we've got to have faith. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. If you have faith in the Son, you will be redeemed. Verse 14. Now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and served them. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Yes, Lord. Verse 18. And when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave a command to depart to the other side. Then a certain scribe came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me go and first bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Verse 23. Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? He is the Lord. Verse 28. When he had come to the other side, to the country of Gersenegis, there met him two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs, exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out, saying, what have we to do with you, Jesus, you son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Now a good way off from them, there was a herd of many swine feeding. So the demons begged him saying, if you cast us out, permit us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said to them, go. So when they had come out, they went into the herd of swine. And suddenly the whole herd of swine ran violently down the steep place to the sea and perished in the water. Then those who kept them fled, and they went away into the city and told everything, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to depart from their region. They were scared of the power of the Lord. Yes and amen. So we'll leave off here. This is the end of chapter 8. And don't worry, fam, we will go back and pick up with the beginning of Matthew at a later date. We will be sure that we do not miss a word of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God loves you. God bless you. We'll talk soon, fam. All right, Henry. Thank you so much for that. And you know what? It is time for...
What's up, guys? Welcome to Taco Talk. Today, I have a gentleman that rides around in an RV, and he is <laughs> advocating for mental health, and we'll get more into that. But uh, he's going around, and he's making mental health more aware. Uh, people, the people know a little bit more about what he's going through and how he has to to live with it to cope with it and how he finds his coping mechanisms as well. Uh, we'll go into his book and, uh, I'm going to mispronounce it. So I'm going to have Matt, uh, uh, say it straight up. And then maybe after I hear him say it about 50, 54 times, maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll be able to say it correctly, but let's all, um, give a warm applause for Matt Davis. Hey, Matt. Hey, what's up? How's it going? I'm doing all right. Where where's your RV led you to? Uh, across the country and back. Where are you at time. right now? In we we was up in Can we've been up in Canada before. Right now we are in Kentucky. Oh, in Kentucky, I heard yeah. the chicken was pristine. Some KFC. <laughs> That's a little restaurant humor. That's a little fast food humor there. Yeah. Uh, so. With this, uh, because what I've read a little bit about your biography on your website is that you sold your house and sold everything to get it, uh, to own an RV and just head out there and spread the word and the, uh, yeah. you know, just spread what's going on with mental health. And with that, right. you had actually wrote a book. Uh, that's correct, right? And what is it called again? Because yeah. I want to make sure that I actually say it correctly. So when somebody's saying, hey, I need a good book to read about mental health, and I go, well, you could do this, and then just totally yeah. butcher it, and then they find they look on the Internet, and then uh, they find something that they shouldn't have found, and then it goes back at me. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a whole... <laughs> so what is it called? Ehemiotade. Ehemiotade. That sounds like Ehemiotade. a... Ehemiotade. It, it it either it sounds like Roman, a little bit a little bit of a Roman language. So, hey, it's, it fits right into our uh, whole Christian thing with the Romans against uh, Jesus and all that. So, I yeah. guess we're 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 getting on it just right then. So you yeah, and yeah. your you and your wife decided to pack up everything, get in an RV. Was she a hundred percent? Because I can't get my wife a hundred percent to agree with anything I say. Right. Well, uh, yeah, she, she was, she was for it. She wanted to travel and, you know, and does want to travel and see the sights and the people and I speak. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's a trade off there. And, uh, so you didn't have to grab her by the hair, like the caveman and bring her while she's kicking and screaming like a little no, five year old at the store. <laughs> not at all no is that where you're from kentucky yes and yeah. uh so you've been all over even through canada did you ever go to mexico to uh talk no not yet waiting to just need an invite i guess and brush up on your spanish right yeah yeah exactly i'll just take an interpreter yeah which is my wife so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it's always good because that's where they, that's where, I guess that's where the better half comes from, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, but anyways, let's, let's talk more about your book. Uh, well, before we get okay, to your book, on. let's, let's go into the day in a life back then as a child, uh, for, for little Matt. How, how did you grow up? Where did you, where did you grow up and how was your way of life? Well, I uh, grew up in uh, rural Kentucky in a little dust spot on the map. <laughs> Just a little thing there. And uh, so I, life was, I don't know. I mean, what what it is for most kids, you know, uh, cousins, grandparents. I have one sibling. You know, and uh, we'd hang out and uh, play in the dirt, play in the creek beds and uh, branches and do what kids do. Yeah, nothing uh, like what the kids of today d- does. I-, I remember playing war out in the woods and coming home with a whole body full of deer ticks all over me when I yeah. lived in Arkansas. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, we played in the woods too. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything because those those are awesome right, yeah. memories. So yeah, but uh, yeah. growing up, you had a, a mental um, issue, right? You had a mental disability. Yes, yes, uh, and you know, as described in my book, didn't know what that was until I was eighteen. So you were it was so so you lived through this. Um, kind of life where you were just you're you're confused about what was going on and you lived through like a ridicule or people just saying that you're either slow or 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 stupid or or just obscene crazy and all that to to a point where you like you beat yourself down to a point where you're saying well maybe they're right yeah yeah i was i was relieved when i found a name for it you know and, so and, yeah. before then, they was treating the, uh, treating it more as uh, psychiatric diagnosis, and that's what they was looking at. Yeah, and, and uh, wasn't wasn't aware of Tourette's at that point. Yeah, and and having known the name of the actual diagnosis that's happening, uh, that gives you a little yeah. more power because then you know, hey, now I know what route to take. To, yeah, to help me exactly, yeah. either because there's no cure for it, but at least there's yeah. there's ways of coping or pacifying mechanisms, right? Uh, you right. Know, through medication right. or through uh, self discipline, exactly. right? Right. You knew what medication to take, you know, and uh, they figured out, oh well, that's why that medicine didn't work, is it was Tourette's. Yeah, and I. I'm kind of on the fence about actually a lot of the, uh, you know, so-called doctors because they'll just throw medicine at you without actually getting into the deep core of your issue, and they go, yeah. "Well, if that medicine don't work, we'll just throw this medicine, and then and then that doesn't work, we'll throw another medicine, and it just gets it gets to a point where you're like, okay, uh, are you even do you even know what you're doing? 
Are you right. just going at yeah. it blind? Yeah, I, I, I never had that. You never I had I never that? had that problem. No, no. My doctor, the one I went to when I was, I guess, six or seven, I'm not sure to the start date, but uh, it was six or seven, uh, found him uh, up in Lexington. And, of course, that's a two-hour trip one way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but, I mean, heck, we was desperate. <laughs> so yeah. we, we went with that, and he retired as my doctor. So recently, uh, I think it was in 2020, uh-huh. the beginning of 2020, he retired. And I was still under him. Yeah, and it's a little so, it's a little strange to go to a new doctor after you've been with the same doctor for so long because the other doctor yeah. does not know you at, at, as a personal level or even an intimate level right, as your right. your past doctor. So ha- have you had right. any roadblocks or any speed bumps along the way? Uh no. I'm at the point in life that I can manage my medication and uh, a local doctor prescribes it. And, you know, even even under when I was under the doctor's care, the one I grew up with uh, before he retired, there was actually, you know, I mean, times he said, you know, you feel you want to come off the medicine, you know let me know come off of it if you want to cut down or you know you need to uh feel that you're going to need more just let me know and he he said you can do it he goes you know not the increase as much as decrease yeah like kind of taper yeah he kind of let me handle it myself when i got you know adult and responsible for it and he knew me so yeah and when you get so i when you live with it so long, you start, you start knowing how to manage it. You know, when you're going to have your fits, you know, when you're going to, uh, when something's going to happen or when something's just going right, you kind of have that early warning system that you've learned, uh, throughout the years. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, And a lot of the Tourette's for me is stuff that people don't pick up on. Yeah. You know, hand, hand movement, fidgety, eye movement, you know, I mean, things like that. People just, you know, well, I hate to be in an airport because security watches me because I'm just fidgety. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, and it happens too. But but if you if you didn't have a chance to actually see a doctor or something, it could have been way, way worse because I've seen the worst end of that and i've seen seen people walking and it looks like they're just trying to punch the walls and punch everything it's because they yeah. haven't had the help or the medication that that they right. need and unfortunately insurance is so out outlandish out nowadays and uh there are some there are some places where you can get some kind of help but it's not really the hundred percent help you need. It might be what a high sixty, high seventy percent of right. Them. So, but uh, right. So what what made you want to go around the United States and Canada to 
to talk about your your life? Well, uh, it was just important to me. It was just that important to me. And uh, I always thought that my life would be more musically involved to whatever degree that was going to be, uh, you know, and I mean, I've done the performance, I've done the managing, I've done the booking, you know, I mean, so I, I knew what I was doing to get these dates because mm-hmm. I've done it for others before. And it, it just really was making sense, you know, and to do something that I didn't want to do something like everybody else is doing. I didn't want no trend. That's why I went with the Hamiotade was because that's not, you know, it's not a word that you're going to find at all because I Googled it. <laughs> and that's what I did too. It don't before. exist. Yeah, that's what I did too before I I got on got on here. I was like, what does that mean? Is it is that a... Uh, is that an old Catholic <laughs> kind of word, <laughs> or or is it is this something? And then, now I started seeing the dots in there. It's like, oh, okay. So it's, it's, it's and, and what does that the mean? Acronym, what is the acronym? Stand the ac- for? Everyone has a mental issue, or they are in denial. Which is one of the chapters in your book, right? Yeah. And yeah. and you do yeah, believe that it's, it's also the T-shirts. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to get me one. I'm going to have to get me one. Yeah. All right. Let me know your size. Yeah. All right. Amen. But um, to to get back to it, do you, yeah. you strongly believe that everybody has something mentally with them, um, you know, or they're living in some kind of denial? Um, because the world we live in now, it's, it's, it's kind of hectic. It's it's really draining on a person, let alone like you said, seventy percent of the musicians that that perform either die, have anxiety or depression, right? Or even both. Yeah. You can have both. How can you have yeah. anxiety and depression? You're like, oh, I got, uh, but I'm tired. But I got, to do that. but I, you know, it's it's. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. weird that you can have both of them, and uh, you know I've been diagnosed with both. So that, that's right, a little something right. that my exactly. listeners, my listeners never knew about it until today. But uh, I, yeah, I, oh, I wow. was diagnosed with it because of uh, I had some issues with a ex uh, marriage that I was in with some family issues, and I talked to right, a yeah. doctor, and that's what 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 happened. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah Somebody has, you know, everybody has to have some kind of mental issues um, to to yeah. a point. To a point. It it's, could be a mild, it could be mild, or it could be really out a there. A full-blown illness. Yeah. And, it, it could be mild, like you said, you know, or, you know, or it could be a full-blown illness. I'm not saying everyone has a mental disease. Or a mental illness, uh-huh. because that would be correct. That would be incorrect, you know. And I wouldn't get this big nowhere. <laughs> I mean, you know, because, you know, but yeah, you you just you know, but you know, we're we're taught to protect our vital organs: heart, lungs, kidneys, liver, 
the mind. Uh-huh. Pretty vital. You know, you lose that and, you know, but I mean, we, we just don't see it as a society as everyone has a mental issue. You know, we all do. Who don't? You know? Yeah, and and the, if you live through twenty twenty, yeah, definitely, definitely with the uh, with the unknown yeah. origin virus that people say yeah. they don't know yeah. what happened. But I could go into a whole different episode about that, about four hours worth of that stuff. But uh, let's let's move on. The uh, yeah. the what is the difference between just having a, a little mental issue than full blown, uh, you know? kind of a mental disorder right right uh well we all go through our moody moods sometimes and you know you ever been to a funeral Uh you know i mean you lose somebody and uh you know there is a point that you feel sad depressed your emotions you know yeah and, uh, so, and, and there's a lot of people, you know, I mean, lots of people that go through things like that. Sometimes they don't recognize it, you know, but there, there's a lot of people that, it, you know, you lose a spouse, they go to the doctor and the doctor prescribes them an antidepressant to get through it. Yeah, and it's just a temporary moment because we all go through a grief stages. We all go through stages. Some stay in some stages yeah. longer than others. It just depends on yeah. how well your mind, your psyche, your spirituality is. Because right, right, right. Even though you know you and, and I know that our loved ones are going to heaven, it's still the mourning part where you're just. At, at, at a sadness because you don't want them to leave because they've been a big part of your life and your heart, a big part in your heart. So we're yeah. human. We're human. Yep. We're human. That's just, you know, uh-huh. it's all part of being human. And, you know, I can agree so, with you that completely. But, yeah. Yeah. But, and so I make it yeah. a common ground. Uh huh. Common ground when I say everyone has a mental issue. That's a common ground that we all can meet on and should agree on. You know, some don't, some's in denial about it. But, you know, denial is a mental issue in and of itself. So either way, game over, I win. (laughs) (laughs) And just to let you know, denial is not a river in Egypt. So Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've asked the crowd do you know what denial is? And they'll say a river in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's get back to your book. There was a chapter that yeah. says kill the elephant. And I was thinking, you know, let's clear the elephant in the room. Do we necessarily have to kill it? <laughs> well, uh, I'm all about doing things that, uh, I guess you could say stir the pot. Uh-huh. And uh that was a catchphrase that come along that you know I say that uh, uh ears perk up. <laughs> yeah. You know. 
it's it's a catchphrase. Is really all that I'm wanting to do is to draw the attention to mental health. You know, it's like I tell everybody. You know, we're looking at getting the shirt done, kill the elephant. I'll have it next time I'm back in town, and we'll all get one and go to the zoo the next morning. You know. It'll oh, be great. You, know? yeah, you, got, yeah, you got a little bit great, of a dark you know? sense of humor, just a little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, and you know, uh, conversations would start if you wrote, you know, if you wore that shirt. Yeah, that or maybe some security officers would be kind of curious about why you're doing at the zoo with that t-shirt. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then they, then you know, and then there comes the door to talk about what it's all about. What you know? Yeah. But yeah, as I said, if I was, if I was actually one of those people, you know, that did those kind of things, would I wear a shirt to advertise? No. So there's some logic to it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like shock. It's for shock value. It's to like stop people, <laughs> yeah. make them think. You got it. Yeah, I you get you. It. I get it's you. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. But let's talk about more about animals. You had a pet cow. You didn't have imaginary friends, but you had a pet cow. And you said in the book, "Hey, ask me if you want to know about what happened to my pet cow. Ask me about it. I'm just showing you that I did read your book." <laughs> You know, and, and a pet cow. I don't think I ever knew anybody that actually considered a cow a pet. Maybe there's some yeah. Indian people that really, because they, you know, the the whole cow <laughs> thing. But nobody, nobody I've met uh, personally. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess the uh, it fits into mental health. Taken in what happened to my cow is uh, she was in the field and. Uh, got into the garbage and she ate some bottles oh so i guess i suicide i don't know well you know okay well that kind of brought down the mood just a little bit you know i i hate to see animals get, <laughs> you know. yeah well okay let's yeah, let's, so. let's go let's go to another part let's let's get a little more happier uh, yeah, you asked. You asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just curious. I was curious. You're like, you want to talk about my yeah. cow? And I'm like, okay, well, maybe she jumped in front of a, a bus and said, I can't live without you, Matt, anymore. Yeah. And then jumps in front of a bus or something, uh, you know. But yeah, that's 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 a sad way to go. I, I think I've accidentally eaten um, glass before when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that was a long, oh. long time ago. Long time ago. But um, yeah, let's talk about something a little bit more, uh, a little happier. And what's more happier than beer, wine, grape juice, and the holy water? That that part yeah. in the uh, in your book. Can you uh, clarify it for the listeners? What you meant? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm trying to remember specifically. Uh, I just named the chapter that there's not like, you know, because it's got all these, um, experiences that has to do with things like, uh, well, beer, 
controversial wine. Was it wine or was it grape juice? I don't really care. It's why well, blew the hairs over such a little thing, you know, and I, the Catholic thing, I threw in holy water. Yeah. So that's where the title come from. So, but what the, what the book was, the chapter was talking about was, uh, split hairs, I think, with a lot. Well, I'm trying to remember. Well, the, um, the one thing is like when you said, did Jesus drink wine or was it grape, uh, grape Kool-Aid or grape juice or something like that? And you just yeah, say, yeah, you did, just say wine, just, just, you know, wine is just, you know, grape juice expired, <laughs> expired grape juice. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. kids, if you're listening here, do not let your Welch's get expired. It won't be a wine. You'll be, uh, in the bathroom in no time. That was just a, yeah. a disclaimer from the taco man. So, yeah. But, yeah, I got to keep up those disclaimers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to, especially with all these names of the titles. <laughs> disclaimer do yeah. not read too much into the titles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't read too much into the titles. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but seriously, on a serious matter, you know, you, you also said something that, um, mental health in the church and uh, uh, so many people in the church really look at mental health as, you know, a, as a push away that people are shun people that have mental health issues. Uh, but it, it yeah. but it was Jesus who actually went out there to the prostitutes, to the gamblers, yeah. to people that had mental disabilities. He went to that one guy that was uh, stuck at, near um, near a cave that was possessed by a legion exactly. of, of demons. Right. And, you and, know, the, and it's, that's why I go in my RV to the places I go. I, you know, Jesus sent us out. So I go. I don't wait for them to come to me and at that, the church. Yeah, because you can't just wait for people to come. If you just wait for people to come, you'll you'll get bored. Yeah. Yeah, you'll yeah. just sit there and you you won't get anything done. You actually so, cuz God said you actually have to put forth and go out sets and multiply. You have to go, go out and multiply. He didn't say just stay there and you'll just multiply there. He says go right. out and flourish and multiply. Right. So, right. And and uh I believe a lot of people with with the uh with uh mental disorders um they're scared to talk about it. Yeah. Uh um, Yeah. And and you know to a point where they're scared they they won't go to an actual licensed doctor or a licensed counselor. They'll go on to the website. Yeah, they'll they'll go into the websites. They'll go on social media. They'll look at people that claim that they have a disability, and then just, uh, you know, e search their e diagnose themselves. They'll self diagnose yeah. themselves, and that's not good. You don't you don't recommend right. that, right? You recommend actually uh, <laughs> going to a an actual doctor. Yes, yes. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. If you've got appointments, keep them, you know. And if you don't have an appointment and feel that you need one, then by all means, get you an appointment and go see someone that is qualified and educated in that field. Yeah, because you don't, don't want – yeah, because the last thing you want to do is get the wrong diagnosis because you're right. thinking you're that same as that one person, but you're not. Right. And then you start messing with the medication. Yeah. And then it just, it, you know, it kind of snowballs from there. And then whatever right, right. you thought was your diagnosis is, you know, something else, and that medicine actually – makes that your actual diagnosis even worse i've seen that right yeah 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 but uh but 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 me as a christian and also i do have a a mental disorder and my wife has um, a mental disorder as well uh you know we we still know that you still have to to love god because god has put these in your heart has put this in your soul but uh you yeah. know i i don't believe in that just going to church to heal yourself of your mental uh problems is going to help they're not going right. to uh, i believe that god had created doctors had created uh scientists had created medicine to help you yeah. say hey i know that you're going through this and i know that right. you have um, you have this going with your brain, but I created this to help you because I love you. You know, I want you to take right. this, but it's, it's free will all around. It's free will. You have to actually take the first step to admit that, Hey, maybe I do have a problem just like in AA or, um, you know, any of the anonymous or, or any of the celebrate recovery. Yeah, any of, <laughs> any of that stuff, you have to start with you. Ha- there's something wrong. Right. You exactly. have to work with yourself because that serenity prayer, if you see it, it's in everything. That, that yep. you know, it's in everything. It's not just in just the Alcoholic Anonymous. It's in nar- narcotics. Right. And, it's in everything. So, uh, yeah. But we're getting close to the end. I really want to get you back on the show because okay. I want to hear. Uh, I want you to push your testimony on one of my shows okay. about your personal experience with God. Okay. You think you think we can uh, pencil you in? I'll ask my uh, I'll ask my agent and see if we can get you penciled in sometime around July so we can get that testimony sure. down. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that your story is not complete and we don't have enough time uh, to, to finish it on this story here. But what I wanted to do was let people know uh, about your book and where can they, yeah. where can they uh, read your book at? Uh, they can go to the website and uh, it's free. See, it's free. Yeah, yeah I- it's free. And looking here, Getting all of that information up. So, Matt Clay Art. Here it is. MattClayArt.wixsite.com slash Matt Davis. And uh, just for those who, who are just driving, listening to it, 
I'll have that information at the description below. Yeah. So you can just click on there. Uh, it has the bi uh, biography, has ways if you like to book him to come uh, have a conversation with people to, to speak. Uh, being being that he lives in a mobile home, you know, you call him, he will travel. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show, Matt, and for for being such a great advocate for, for mental health. And keep up there with the good fight. You know, God bless you and everything you do. God bless your wife. God bless your ministry. Because that's what it is. Yeah. It is a ministry. Because you do yeah. have spirituality inside your book and, and your walk with God. Because it's a yeah. relationship. It's not it's not just a religion, it's a relationship that, that we Correct. Have. Yeah. Uh, yes. All right. And like Agreed. I said, for if if you want to know more about Matt Davis, please uh visit his website. I'll have it down below the description. And right. we'll be right back with the new song from him, Barks for God, a debut album. I'm really excited. Hey, guys, I got a question. Do you love it when your house or your office or your car smells like it's a fresh autumn daisy or a nice little cherry smell or new car smell or something that, that just knocks your breath away and say wow this is awesome you know uh i have the right person for you i'm johnny tacos and i want to tell you about sweet smells by amanda sweet smells is an authorized scentsy dealer they deal with items such as their warmers you know uh what it is it's a wax um square comes in a little package full of uh like i believe 12 and you put them in the in the warmer and and it uses the heat from a light bulb instead of actual uh fire hazards such as you know uh, a, a lidded candle um also what sensi has and i didn't know about this is that sensi has sensi buddies which they are like little animals that have different smells in them. And it's good for uh, sleep time for the children. Or, you know, when you want to put something on the bed and you can lay down and you can smell it uh, right by you. I actually have a Baby Yoda one um, that smells so good. And I had it for like a year or something. Uh, my wife gave it to me and it just smells so awesome. Um, also you have, uh, bathroom air fresheners, you know, when you don't want people to know when you go, uh, laundry soap, which is another thing I did not know that Cincy does. They have laundry soap that, um, it goes a long way with like maybe one or two small pumps. So, um, you, your clothes will be cleaner and, uh, more cost effective. So, uh, if you have like, you know, dogs or children that just come around and play in the unforgiving Texas sun for God knows how long. And when they come in, they smell a little ripe or maybe they played in the landfill uh, that time. Uh, you want something to battle that. 
and the, the good person the good people at sweet smells by amanda are eager eager to help you relieve you of the odors with awesome smells you can visit her on facebook under sweet smells by amanda all right guys that's the end of the show want to thank my guest matt davis for taking the time in his ministry to come talk about his testimony well i give a big shout out to rich williams for being a part of the show today i uh, also want to thank him barks for god for the awesome bible break that we had this episode i want to thank christopher johnson for producing this as well as i want to thank you guys for listening to this episode i want to go out with him barks for god's new song impossible to fail and you know who we're talking about so sit back relax enjoy i hope y'all have a great a great day and god bless you do you know you serve a god that can't fail him barks for god let me tell you about him Let's go. Can't fail, my God can't fail. My God can't fail, my God can't fail me. No, won't fail, my God don't fail. My God don't fail, my God won't fail me. No, impossible for my God to fail. Already defeated death and hell. Won't fail, my God don't fail. My God can't fail, my God can't fail me. No, can't fail, no, he won't fail. Do tell, brother, do tell. His word is not a fairy tale. The devil is a fallen angel, as well as a mother God. So don't worship them, cause they will all fall when they meet him. Almighty God, Jehovah the King, the only God with holy power over everything. The only God that created heaven and earth. The only God that stated your story before birth. The rest are all fakes, and high are the stakes. Don't wanna go to hell, so don't let them take your worship. Your soul, your life is the worst thing the devil ever stole We gotta know Jesus died for our sin So we can have eternal life with him Can't fail, my God can't fail My God can't fail, my God can't fail me No, won't fail, my God don't fail My God don't fail, my God won't fail me No, impossible for my God to fail Already defeated death and hell Won't fail, my God don't fail My God can't fail, my God can't fail me No, don't fail won't fail, he is not a man, nor a female He can't lie, my God cannot die The uncreated one, his spirit did fly Over the waters, made the land The trees and the animals, and he made a dam He made Eve, but they couldn't keep it clean Not God's fault, they chose the wrong thing Not the end of the story for his glory He made the flood, you can read in his story Then Egypt tripped on the Hebrews I am told Moses, this is you, dude to the pharaoh, his mind was so narrow Israel got chased by the cherub Chariots and hard-hearted idiots Moses slammed his staff and the sea splits Can't fail, my God can't fail My God can't fail, my God can't fail me No, won't fail, my God don't fail My God don't fail, my God won't fail me No, impossible for my God to fail Already defeated death and hell won't fail, my God, don't fail My God can't fail, my God can't fail me No, won't fail, don't fail Before I found my Abba, yo, I was just a shell I'm so blessed I never had to post bail God was looking out like when Christ caught the nails 
for these sinners who was loving their sins Had his last dinner and said bye to his friends He knew what the Romans were about to do He knew that Judas sold him out for some loot But he still went to that hill on Calvary Took his last breath just for you and for me So remember when no one else comes through Christ got your back better than your boo When he do what he do and you know there's no other Yeshua got your back better than your own mother Can't fail, my God can't fail My God can't fail, my God can't fail me No, won't fail, my God don't fail My God don't fail, my God won't fail me No, impossible for my God to fail Already defeated death and hell won't fail, my God, don't fail My God can't fail, my God can't fail me No, can't fail, won't fail Don't fail, impossible Can't fail, won't fail Don't fail, it's impossible Can't fail, it won't fail He don't fail, no, that's impossible Can't fail, won't fail It's impossible for my God to fail